Hello, listeners. This is the last episode of season one. Can you believe it? Good news, though. We'll be back. I am currently overcompensating for not being around as a parent because I got a lot of comedy work this summer and I just feel like I gotta take it while I can. (laughs) You know, it's what it's like when you don't have a salary. Anyone else work with a scarcity model and mindset? (laughs) Fun, right? So I've been kind of just giving him whatever he wants and buying him gifts and allowing more ice cream and just saying yes in general. That's setting myself up for failure, right? But I'll tell you something. He seems happy. This is Parenting is a Joke. Get ready for those ads. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. It used to be chill. It's all up in smoke. I think I'm still fun. Parenting's a joke. I was cool. Oh, yeah. Now it's hard to be cool. Oh, yeah. And Hello, everybody. Welcome to Parenting is a Joke. I'm a woman grasping with a sense of self. Ophira Eisenberg. On this show, I talk to comedy people about their work and their career and what it is like to do all of that with kids in the mix. Oh my God, how the fuck are we all doing it? And in today's episode, which is our last episode of season one, can't believe it. So on our last episode of season one, I talked to a comedy couple. They are expecting a child, both incredible stand-ups, the hilarious Joe List and the hilarious Sarah Tolmanash, about their process to parenthood. We started late. We always laugh. It's just kind of funny to be like, I'm ready. And then you're you're at 42. You're like... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a little late. So recently, I subscribed to Fatherly, which is great. Shout out to Fatherly. As full of content and articles, obviously specifically focused on dads. And I read a fun article today called 24 Super Freaking Fun Things You Need to Do Before School Starts. And it was joyous, had a lot of great ideas. And then I went to one of my favorite mom sites 
And I'm exaggerating and making this up a little bit, but I felt in comparison, all of the headlines were versions of, are you a terrible mom? Here's seven reasons it might be true. And I just thought, oh my goodness, we need to work on the tone of both of these, even it out a little bit, because right now I want to be a dad. I also read an article about how a carefree childhood is the single best thing we can give our kids. I will admit I read this with the windows closed, my air purifier humming, and the AC unit on high. Why? Because there's wildfires, floods, extreme heat, illness, and ticks. You know what? When you listen to the news and you find out that Spain's election resulted in them not having a government, that feels like your fluff piece for the day. So I'm working on a new general outlook that I want to tell you about. Abandon the idea that things are going to get better. (laughs) No, but abandon the idea that things are going to settle or that they're going to hit a routine or even stabilize. And you know what? This outlook's kind of based on parenting. Because you know when you talk to parents of older kids and they say, yeah, 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 it does get easier, but it also gets more complicated and harder in different ways right? Because the baby stuff and the toddler stuff was hard, but we're done with diapers and food issues maybe and tantrum management. And they've segued into much more complex realities of mental health challenges, navigating friendships, breakups. And you know what? That's if you're lucky. So we just have to be there for our people, whomever you've got. Just keep connecting. Yeah. Like that moment when a fellow parent admits something that they are feeling, thinking, have observed, and it hits you, you feel and have gone through or experienced that exact same thing, and it feels so good to not be alone. My God, feels so good. You know, connecting is why I love stand-up comedy, because when you have that with the audience, that, that dialogue is just, you feel like they're exactly understanding what you're going through. It's the best, even if that audience is three tequilas and one edible in. It feels so human. And that's the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, you know, because when I was a new mom in this non-traditional job, I was lonely, so lonely, and I was starving for connection. I just want to thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you've connected to this show. I mean, we did 40 episodes, so there has to be like a moment. (laughs) Or maybe you've got it all together and you listen to this episode just to feel better about your life, in which case, gold star and please teach me. I am also excited to share that we did get greenlit for season two. Oh yeah, we are going to be back. Season two of this podcast will launch on Tuesday, September 19th. In between now and then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We're just taking a few weeks off and we'll be back with brand new material, all kinds of amazing things. Thank you so much for sticking with the show, supporting the show, listening even through the sometimes onslaught of weird ads. And coming right up, a great conversation with the very funny Joe List and the very funny Sarah Tolmanash. Joining me 
right now, I recently did her podcast, which is amazing. You should listen. It's called Lady Journey. I know her from the stand-up scene. Uh, she has had late-night appearances on Stephen Colbert, James Corden. She has a comedy special called Voluptuous Boy, and she also has a monthly online short film festival that she runs called At Home Film Festival. Sarah Tolmanash, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Hey, so I just am getting the listeners up to speed here because we've only done this one other time where we had someone on the show who does not have a kid in hand yet, but is expecting. It's on my body. (laughs) (laughs) It's in me as we speak. Oh, and look who has joined us. Hi, everybody. You know what? That is, uh, as we talk about pregnancy, for you as the father to show up late is stereotypically on point. <laughs> well, it is 8 a.m. I'm on the West Coast, and I set my alarm at 7.45. You know what? This is perfect training for having a child. So joining us as well, coming from the West Coast and slightly complaining about the time, which is hilarious <laughs> because the whole thing about being a parent, which sucks the most as a comic, are the hours. <laughs> it's the late night and early morning mixed. Oh my goodness, an amazing comic. He has a weekly podcast called Tuesdays with Stories. He's got fantastic comedy specials. I hate myself, this year's material, and being attacked by panic, Joe List. Coming in hot. Hey, everybody. Hey. I'm here. I did not come in hot. I was assaulted verbally as soon as I entered. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Coming in hot from my point of view. Uh, So, Sarah, where are you in the pregnancy? I'll be at 26 weeks on Sunday. Okay. How's it going? It's going good. I'm in, I feel like I'm in the sweet spot where like the first trimester was horrific. And I don't, I don't understand how any woman works during that time period. I think struggle, struggle, pain, you swallow it, keep going. Yes. <laughs> but I was such a relief to know that I came out of it because I was so worried I was going to have one of those like morning sicknesses that go throughout the whole pregnancy. Yes. And now I show a bump. So it, like now I have like people see what the reasoning is if I'm <laughs> not into something. Where beforehand you're like, I can't tell you. Somebody said it was like I had like a Victorian sickness where (laughs) I'm just laying in bed (laughs) and it's weird. You're towards the home stretch. Yeah. Like I know I'm more than halfway done, but I still am like, well, three months is still a while to like postpone, do stuff last minute. It feels like. Well, that's what I want to know from both of you. What's your approach to this? Are you reading books? Are you thinking of big changes? Joe is (laughs) saying no. He's nodding his head. (laughs) Nothing. I'm reading a book about how they got John Gotti finally. Oh, yeah. That's good. (laughs) It's really captivating. That that preps you in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) Sarah's been watching TikTok. Sarah watches TikTok. I get a lot of baby TikToks, a lot of um, now my. Instagram feed is all pregnancy stuff. And then I'm learning about sleep routines. Uh Uh-huh. But you tell people all this and you're like, and then I plan to wake up at seven and then we'll do two hours of this. And then everybody's like, you can plan. And then whenever he gets there, there's nothing you can do about it. I also have fantasies where I'm like, oh, you know, I'll take that downtime while the baby's sleeping to like write a book or a movie 
Yeah. Well, you'll see. I mean, I always am surprised by people who say the, you know, I did this all day and then we put the child to sleep and then I worked on something creative because I found, you know, there's a reason why all these cliches out there exist that I just never related to where it's like, it's wine o'clock and the moms with <laughs> wine and all this stuff after seven. It's because your your brain is, I mean... I don't know. It's a very high-risk project that you have to learn quickly. For both of you, when, you know, comedy couple having a kid is also a whole different thing because there's not a lot of them. Any uh, comedy parents out there that you're looking at as your um, idols? I'm thinking Rich Voss, Bonnie McFarlane. I'm trying to think of others. Two comics that I know. I was thinking of Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane, but then you said idols, and there's no way that word would come into <laughs> Um, yeah, we have yeah. no idols. Okay, just tell me if I'm asking anything that you're like, uh, but was this planned? Were you like, now is the time? Yes, because Very we planned. did we did IVF. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was a there was a great deal of planning and thought. Yes, and money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In a team of scientists. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lab involved. Yep. Uh, Joe, what was your experience of that? We, I mean, Sarah had to give herself a shot in the butt every night, which I just straight up would, I just said we wouldn't be able to have a kid if that was me. We just wouldn't do it. I can't. I, I hate needle. I can't watch a needle go into somebody, let alone shoot myself with a needle. Right. So Sarah would do it and I would hide behind the couch every night. <laughs> I couldn't even look over there. Look I at the needle. No help whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like I didn't have to do too much. I mean, I had to masturbate in a lab and I didn't enjoy that. But How, it's hard what? to complain too much with Sarah <laughs> shooting herself with the needle. How was the uh, inspirational material that was in the lab? Well, I went one time and they had porn and everything, but I'm not a, it sounds silly, but I'm not a big porn guy. And then I, I but I went the second time. And they just didn't have the porn app. It was just literally Disney Plus, which is so funny to me. <laughs> so I just had to look at Baby Yoda and uh, <laughs> hope, hope something worked out. It was awkward. It's really awkward. And it's only women that work there. So it just feels weird because like, they're like, okay, get in there. And then you have to come out. And the first time I went, I put the sample where it's supposed to go there's like a little trap like a blood sample same thing you would just put it behind this door and then i didn't know what i was supposed to do so i just walked out into the lobby and the lady was like no no you're not supposed to be out here get back i was supposed to knock on the door of the nurse but it felt very shameful that i just walked out oh. no i wasn't carrying anything but it's still <laughs> they were like no no get back in there and i was like oh, oh it's too soon so, just strutting around <laughs> hey everybody uh, <laughs> Just wanted to introduce myself around. <laughs> He's got an, a robe that's open. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, other than that, it was it was fine. I mean, I had to give blood once and uh, I hated giving blood once. So yeah, if it was switched, we just wouldn't have a baby. We'd have to get a dog. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, all right. Well, guess what? You're going to get a baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah, what was your experience of it? It was one of those things where you're just like, I, you just have to accept it, that this is what you're going through. It took a full year. It was a long process, I felt. I know other people have done it uh, that's taken longer because they, with their eggs and all that, but we didn't use my eggs. We used an egg donor. So it was 
that part made it easier, but I had gotten pregnant right when we had started this. So it put everything on hold and we're like, let's see where this pregnancy goes. And then it didn't make it right because I was, I think I was 43 at the time. We started late. We always laugh. It's just kind of funny to be like, I'm ready. And then you're, you're at 42. You're like, (laughs) oh yeah. It's a little late. Did you always want to have kids? I did, but it was always one of those things like you, it was just an ex, like an added bonus. I'd rather have the good relationship. And then if we were both in a place that we both wanted, then it would be great. But the idea of like pushing that when I'm just could be happy with one thing was it seemed like too much. (laughs) First of all, it's really hard to find a really good relationship. Impossible, near impossible. Yeah. Still looking. (laughs) (laughs) One day. This is your first wife? It's just your starter wife? (laughs) But yeah, I'd rather have like a good relationship than a a baby. So it's like check mark and then you were able to move to the next level. Yes. And then we were both in the same place and uh, excited. And then it was rough because, you know, we had two pregnancies and they both miscarriages. And I was expecting that just because of my age. So I wasn't like distraughtful as I thought it was going to be. I know for other women it can be, but I already had known that like there was a high chance that the these pregnancies wouldn't make it. Right. Each of those took a year in between. And so at that age, that's when we decided to just do one push at the fertility clinic. And they were really nice. They weighed out our options. And I just felt like egg donor was the best option for us at my age and the percentage. You do the math. If we used my eggs, it was something like $60,000 to use my eggs. And there was something like a 1% to 3% chance, like having an actual baby, And then if we use another person's eggs, it was half as much as that or like one third. And the chance was like 60% that we were like, this is just a better business investment. You're like, here's my, I don't know, here's what I want to know about these eggs, free range. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think at that time I was 43, about to turn 44. I had just known, I was like, the chances of using my eggs were so slim that I just didn't want to risk it. And then I was like, DNA does not dictate whether you love something. No, it does not. <laughs> no, no it does I not. hate no. everybody with my DNA. <laughs> it is true. I mean, you know, I, I remember um, having a talk with my husband where we'd be like, do we even like our DNA? <laughs> How strongly do we feel? I was like, I just, I would like, I've got good hair. I would, wouldn't mind that passed along, but it yeah. was very little else. <laughs> yeah. Once you're spending that much money, you just do genetic testing. Yeah. It relieved me of some of that like stress of like, oh no, is we going to have a healthy baby where now I feel like our chances are really high. Yeah. You're, you're doing great. They told us our chances after we had tried for two years were 1% of bringing a baby term. And we just felt like such dorks. Oh, we're like idiots. We're stupid. (laughs) It's like 1%. But yeah, we cranked it up to 65 and uh, now we're kicking butt. Yeah. Did you always want to have a kid, Joe? No, I didn't. It took a lot of therapy for me to um, want to because, Mm -hmm. you know, not to go down like a weird place. Like my family... All was ever presented to me from my parents and my extended family was that having a kid ruins your life. That was what my mom uh, said. 
Yeah. Isn't that they nice? Still, they still do. Yeah. My parents still do currently with my wife pregnant. So um, <laughs> it's just, and then it had to, I had to go to therapy and talk to people that were like, no, it's like the greatest joy. And I always loved kids and loved my nieces and nephews. And I've worked with kids my whole life. I've just been drawn to children my whole life and feel like a child. And then somebody was like, when it's yours, it's even more meaningful. Right. And I was like, that's not what my mom said. <laughs> <laughs> so it took a lot of unlearning to want to. I think, you know, just to give you some more positivity, my mom started having kids when she was, I mean, talk about a different era, 16, and ended when she was 43. So wow. she had this feeling that she missed out. And so that's part of the reason why she said, you're ruining your life. But I had a life. And yeah. I will have a life. Like, I, I did it. I did the hanging out. I, I, feel, I feel similarly. My mother was 18 when she had my sister, 22 when she had me, I think. And yeah, I've, I've been everywhere. And we're alcoholics in recovery. So I've already drank all the alcohol and been blacked out and broke everything and, um, and traveled. And we've been everywhere. I've been to, you know, 43 countries or whatever and, and 48 states. So we, we lived a life. It's time to turn it in and be miserable. <laughs> day in, day out. Just joyless hours packed on. Just, just never ending lack of joy. No, it's uh, so, yeah. And it just seems... Um, exciting and, and, and time and that connection. Plus, nobody's ever in my family really listened to me and liked me. And I think this is my chance. This <laughs> kid, he might enjoy me. We'll see. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. 
Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So you're on the road right now. Is it, Joe, is the idea at all about like, I am going to rack up as many dates, you know, and then in within this period with the idea that as soon as we are, you know, with a baby in hand, I'm going to take paternity leave? Yeah, exactly. I'm like trying to run around. I'm on day 11 of a 12-day trip. I literally have zero clean clothes. The, the hotel's doing my laundry right now. I'm wearing a dirty Iowa Hawkeyes t-shirt um, <laughs> on stage last night, too. But uh, anyways, <laughs> zero underwear. But um, yeah, so I'm trying to just run around and, and, and make as much money and do as many podcasts and such as I can now so we can hang and be with this baby. Do you have an idea right now, whether it is true or not, of like how much time you want to take off? November and December. And then I think I have a date in January and uh, a date in February. So we'll see. I guess we'll just play it by ear. I, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't like leaving without a kid. So having a baby there is going to make it extra hard. <laughs> I know, leave. right? Uh, Sarah, I know you're on stage yeah. because I see you and I see you through socials that you're on stage. But how... How are you envisioning it? Oh, my God. It feels like I have to wrap up every loose end and finish every project that I'm like, I've got sketches I want to shoot. I want to do a special before I'm done. But that's where I'm at is just trying to get all of that career stuff a little put to the side so I can just focus on being a mom when we have the baby. Yeah. I highly recommend doing a special. I did the same thing and I was so pregnant. And I do remember people actually gasped when I walked onto stage because it was just so huge. (laughs) It is such a fun prop at a certain, um, like uh, for, you know, a long time. But right at the end, people are, they're worried for you. And then you can just say all this nasty stuff and it's ridiculous. That's what I plan on doing. I plan on doing almost like the darkest material that I have. Yes. At this moment, because I feel like it's the right time to do it, and then I can get into the mommy stuff when I come back. Yep. Sarah's shooting hers at Mount Sinai. (laughs) I think that would be great. Can you do it? Can you do it at one of those pools they have for you and the midwives? Yeah. (laughs) Live from the pool, birthing pool. Do you have doulas lined up, midwives? We just had a doctor. That's it. It's so weird. Like, take a doctor. (laughs) All we have is one doctor. (laughs) We see her every four weeks. At first, it was just a group of medical associates Mm -hmm. where it just felt like in my mom's era, it was like so specialized. She was like, you stay in a ward with other mothers and do calisthenics. I love all of those words. Like the, you know, like back in the seven, and this was in South Africa. It just felt like they had more one-on-one. Where here, it's like it's not as personalized. It feels like we had appointment with the doctor, like you know, the monthly checkup, and then we didn't even realize it was two different doctors. And so we were talking, <laughs> to the, and the woman didn't realize either. She was like, "Nice to see you guys," and she looked almost similar to the doctor we had seen a month before so we were kind of like nice to see you 
And I was like, Sweetie's like face changed. And it was like halfway through the conversation before we were like, we for sure did not meet this woman. Before. We've never but, met. Yeah. But now we've had like the same lady two oh, or three times funny. in a row. Comedy club parties have prepared you for that moment where you're like, yes, exactly. I enjoy your work. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you're like, like looking at their Instagram. She does follow us on Instagram now. What? God, oh, God. She watched our roast battle. <laughs> Which is awkward because, like, we're literally, like, saying foul stuff to each other. Yeah. But, you know, she seemed to like it. Just to catch everyone up, if you don't know, uh, Joe and Sarah famously roasted each other on Jeff Ross's roast battle. So you did not run any of it before at each other. We did. Oh, okay, you did. And it was oh, a we group. We all of them together. Yeah, it was a group effort and we had friends involved as well. And then we just kept going over them so it would be tight. Because I had never done a roast battle before. So my first one was on TV. And I do love them. It's just you don't get to work them out. And I can yep. stutter and trip up on words that we wanted it to be smooth. And you don't want to be surprised at a roast where Sarah says something that I'm like, well, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> when you were writing, was there anything that you were like, uh, not cool? I think no, we I don't think so. both, you know, I feel like as a comic, you're pretty self-aware of where you stand. So I was comfortable throwing out, I know they'll probably hit with this, 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 and this, and the audience won't expect that we're cool with this, that it was just I felt like it was easy. Yeah. In fact, some people were like, how can you do that? Did it ruin anything in your relationship? And I was like, it was the easiest thing we've ever done. It was right. a money grab. As two comics that are married, I, I did not marry a comic. Purposefully, I will say. <laughs> uh, but I am sort of interested in that dynamic between you two. Like, I, I know that with a kid in the mix, you'll probably have to do a little bit more reshuffling who's going out of town where or how shows are going to be laid out. But when you are right now together, is there this idea like, hey, let's try to do shows together? Do you write together more often? Joe and I don't write together. I just don't want other people involved in my process. Right. We're both kind of protective of our sets, kind of, in that way. Yeah, no, we do work together a lot on the road, though. We've gone on the road together for, for years. And I remember talking to you briefly about it, Fira, about I just picture bringing at least in the early years swapping the baby while we're but you said you need a time you know here's what i have to say if you're trying to do it with a newborn i mean obviously not within the first little okay. while because you don't oh god the dirtiness of going into a com i can't even imagine what the newborn yeah. it's disgusting uh and you're just going to be you know tired and on weird hours so it's it's a little bit harder but as you progress you know in the beginning depending on your on your newborn most of them just sleep a lot it mm. actually it it fucks with your brain because you're like, ha, 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 I have the best baby in the world. And you're like, no, 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 you're just in this phase. And there's going to be all these people that are like, my baby never slept. But anyway, yeah. there's a sweet spot where they sleep a lot. And during that time, I would totally say, if you're up for it, to go do it. I just felt as things progressed, I keep comparing it to, um, you know, when people go scuba diving and then you go through a decompression chamber to like get yourself back to land. Mm. It's like, I need that in between my parent life and my stage life. Yeah. I don't even like it when somebody's talking to me right before I go up. Right. That is probably something that I would deal with as well of like, I just need a moment to 
know that I'm about to do a show, not go from one to the other, like a whiplash situation. Like a whiplash situation. As much as I hate New York City subway, sometimes that subway ride would be my little, I'd be like, this is my transition train. Yeah. We're now <laughs> getting this personality and going towards this personality. Isn't it the worst when you're like, I'm going home in a comic that you don't really talk to that often is like, oh, that's where I'm going. And you're like, no, that's my vacation. <laughs> that's my and, vacation. Then, and then you have to be like, oh, you know what? I left all my stuff back at the club. I got to get off. <laughs> yeah. I have never taken the queue before, but I must transfer to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Joe, as you are thinking about like, okay, I'm going to have a boy. What kind of little kid were you? Uh, I was really quiet, painfully quiet. Like, send me to therapy. He doesn't talk to anybody. Something's wrong with this kid. Um, shy. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was a really scared and nervous, sweet boy i was just i never spoke to anybody um well behaved yeah i was well behaved yeah until i turned 18 then i went crazy became a wild vandal but that's a whole other topic (laughs) um, okay yeah so i was really quiet and extremely shy i'm i'm hoping my son is happier than i was did you go to therapy as a little kid I did. I went when I was seven. I have all these. Oh, I should have. I should have pulled them up. I have all these great therapy notes from when I was seven years old that my mother just gave to me. Really? It's really crazy. It's like emotional for me to read. But yeah, I was like really quiet and I had like made up friends. And it says Joe is I forget what the word they used was like bizarrely afraid of AIDS and cancer. And all he (laughs) talks about is death and graves. I think because I was. I was born in 82, so I was a kid when Ryan White was had. Do you remember Ryan White? Yeah. That really messed with my head. This kid, like, went to the doctor and got AIDS. And he was, like, a little bit older than me. And so I became completely obsessed with AIDS. And my parents didn't really explain to me that, like, as a seven-year-old boy, I'm not really high risk. <laughs> of this disease. <laughs> Nobody... yeah, that would have been good. Just like a blanket, it is not going to happen to you. You yeah. do not have to worry about this. Yeah, nobody... And then you get older and you learn like how AIDS works. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't going to get that. So Sarah, you were born in South Africa. Where were you born in South Africa? I was born in like a suburb outside of Johannesburg. And how long did you live there? My family immigrated to the States when I wasn't even a year old. Okay. So I don't have any identity to South Africa. I'm never like, back in my homeland, like I'm never. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're not going to throw that out on stage. I also no. relate to the you people. <laughs> Terrible. Where I feel like I feel like I'm more Texas than I am New York. Like that has more of an identity to me than Big time. South Africa, for sure. Uh, now, when you guys are thinking about, you know, well, you know, we're going to have to move, for example. A lot of people leave the city, go yeah, into Yeah, we're the thinking suburbs. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... can't wait to move. Yeah, Joe <laughs> wants to get out. <laughs> I wanted to leave before we had a kid. Yeah. And I want my son to experience grass, <laughs> yeah. the treasure. Yeah. The treasure that is grass. Yeah. yeah. Like if he... 
if we put him on the ground and he topples over, his head doesn't break open because he lives exclusively on cement. Well, get it soon because soon it's going to be only um, rock and succulent gardens. Yeah. So <laughs> run, don't walk. <laughs> yeah. No. You want a backyard? Yeah. You put a soccer net. Our backyard right now is shared with four or five other tenants and it's concrete. And yeah. in, in New York, too, you have even when you're outside, you still have to be mindful of people's living spaces. Like one time we were talking outside by a window and this for about 20 minutes and this woman opened the window and she was like, can you guys leave? <laughs> yeah. you're like my speech is getting in the way of your life. It's like, no. oh, my God. I had, I had a guy in the Upper West Side scream at me. I was on the phone with my mother, like a like a like a mom phone call, where I was like, "Yeah, pretty good, you know. Yes, yeah, Sarah's here." And this guy came out and he's like, "This isn't your office. Get up!" <laughs> and like, I'm talking like, I mean, I don't know how you guys talk to your mom, but like, I'm like this, uh huh, yeah, sure. And like, he acted like I was like, you know, recording a heavy metal album. I said to him, I was like, "This might not be the city for you." If one single yeah. voice outside your apartment. Yeah, and he's like, I'm fifth generation New York. <laughs> he's like trying to reclaim it. I was like, okay. But the other thing is, too, we live in Queens where there's an elevated subway. So we see people with strollers and the babies have like like cans, like helicopter. Yep. They, like We have to put ear protection on our baby to walk. And um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't love that. Uh, I am excited to hear from how everything goes down, but I want to just point out that whether you can escape it or not, society treats moms and dads very differently. So I thought it'd be fun to give you a little sneak peek because we have a game for you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read a headline and you're just going to tell me if it's from a media outlet targeted for dads or targeted for moms. Okay. Can't wait. Joe, this is for you. Five lessons that prove Dune is the greatest parenting book ever. I gotta say that's that's gotta be for men. <laughs> that's that's pretty straight ahead. That's for dads. That's a great that's a real article. It's from Fatherly. Okay, I mean I don't I'm not a Dune guy. I'm not a big I don't I've never read or seen Dune, but I guess I gotta get on it. Yeah, in the article uh, written by Ryan Britt, who's great, but he talks about why this sci fi book is basically better than any parenting book. <laughs> Fantastic. Great. There you go. Great. All right, Sarah, the key, to, I'm putting a blank in this for where, where mom or dad would go. The key to being a calm blank, no matter how you feel. Uh, that's for moms. Because <laughs> we're all hysterical. We're crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're losing our shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's from motherfarfromhome.com. Uh, <laughs> by the way, there is no way to be calm, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfarfromhome.com. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a mother that's like, here's how I am come. I leave. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I, I had check to- in. <laughs> yeah, like, that is how I had time to write this article that is a four minute read. <laughs> All right, Joe, what to do if your baby was dropped or fell off a bed or couch? Um, and this feels like it could be for either. Um, that's good information for both. I'm going to say this is for men. Yes, it's for dads, because if it were for women, there would be some shameful aspect to this headline. It's like how you can't tell anyone that your baby (laughs) fell off the couch or the bed, but you're trying to figure out if it's okay. Right. I have intrusive thoughts that that's the thing I'm worried about is I'm going, 
the fear of the baby dying in final destination moments. Okay. Well, I have an article for you. It's called okay. What to Do If Your Baby Was Dropped or Fell Off a Better Couch. You can read it now. <laughs> it's also in Fatherly. It's slated for men, but I think it'll be good for you. What about dropping your phone on your kid's face? I've heard a lot of parents doing that. <laughs> no, I've heard that too. You're texting with one and then you just fumble it. Right. Especially when you're uh, breastfeeding. Not not a big of a deal for you, Joe, unless yeah. there's yeah. some new technology I'm well, not aware gonna, of. We're working on it. <laughs> All right. For Sarah, do I need to choose between my child and my passions? Um, that's for mom. I'm sorry. Wrong. Oh, that wow. is for dad. You never need to make a choice again. Okay, society is going to tell you <laughs> that if you have passions, you you're, are not, you're not a mom. You're not doing it right. You're a bad mom. All right. You're a bad mom. How dare you? Uh, that's for dads. It's from Esquire. All right, Joe, can becoming a parent make you more efficient? It's got to be women. It is. Mom. How'd you know? Why? Because, I, I mean, it's just they need to be more efficient, these women. <laughs> yeah. This is a very, it's a very inefficient group of people. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen them try to park? I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, that is mom's. It's from Vogue. Sarah, last one is for you. The article title is, is it norovirus or shigella? How to tell the difference. <laughs> I'm going to say that's mom because we deal with the medical stuff probably. That's right. That's right. This is from, this is from moms. This is from a uh, site called Motherly. Uh, and of course, that would be for moms. I, I think the, the way it's framed too, that dads are only consulted if they are actual working medical professionals. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just assumed <laughs> that you are also the doctor. No, Joe should be very versed in neurovirus. I he had it once and it, it in a hotel and it was like he was kicking heroin the whole weekend. No. It was wild. Yeah. It was insane. It was the sickest I've ever been. I couldn't stop crying. I was no. like holding the shower curtain. I was like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, uh, look forward to canceling shows in the future for different reasons. It will be I great. look forward to canceling plans, though. Oh, yeah. The second I had my baby in my hands, I was like, you will be my excuse <laughs> yeah. to get out of everything. Yeah, we're not really party people. I always just go and touch the back of the wall and then I leave. <laughs> <laughs> I rung that bell. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Sarah. Thank um, you, yeah, Sarah. Would you, would you like people to follow you? Would you like people to go to your websites? How do you like people to find where you're playing? You can see me. At, I'm at Joe List Comedy on Instagram and I have a new special August 18th on YouTube. My YouTube channel's got three special. This will be the third special on there. So go check me out on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. You can just follow me on Instagram at Stalamash. It's my first initial with my last name. And that's my thing on every platform. Smart. All right. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys soon live. Bye, Pharaoh. Hey, Appreciate bye. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We really appreciate all of you. Anyone who's listened to one, 10, or 40 of our episodes, thank you so much. Uh, and we'll be back for season two soon, better than ever. Until then, good luck surviving the beaches, the sand, the ticks, the bee stings, the mosquitoes, the wildfires, 
and the s'mores. Don't miss our season two launch on September 19th. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. Please also pass along to a friend if you think you know someone who would get a kick out of it. For updates and content, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at Parenting is a Joke on Twitter. We are Parenting Joke. You can subscribe to our Substack with new content every week. Just go to Substack and search for Parenting is a Joke. Hey, do you want to come see me live? Because I've got a lot of summer dates. I am going to be at the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont on Friday, August 4th for two shows, 7.30 and 9.30. Following weekend, I'm at the Comedy Addict in Bloomington, Indiana on Friday, August 11th and Saturday, August 12th. Plus, in between all of that and after, lots of dates in New York. You can follow me at Ophira E on all the socials for updates, and you can go to my website, OphiraEisenberg.com. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. I hope everyone has a great rest of their summer. And I'll leave you with my son's reflection of our recent beach vacation. Hey, Lucas. Yeah? What was your favorite part of our beach vacation? Um, mostly the TV. Just kidding. Okay, what, what, what's not kidding? What's the real answer? Um, probably the big wave beach and the arcade and how I just got an Asterix book. Who gave you an Asterix book? Kevin. Who's Kevin? Kevin the Tristan showman. <laughs> he blew a Tristan conch shell at the beach every night. It was so cool. And next summer he even offered to give me lessons. Okay, that's all. Goodbye. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.